Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome to Rise to the Top, a college football betting podcast with your host and number one college football handicapper, Freddie Wills. Hey guys, Freddie Wills here from FreddieWills.com, back with another podcast this week. Today we're going to talk about all three of the college football games tonight from a betting perspective for Friday, and then we'll get into some uh, need-to-know key line moves, value trends for Saturday. We'll go over uh, four specific games, just kind of my thoughts on them. Uh, I I just thought there were some games that... uh, some experts touched on and, and some things I probably don't agree with, but um, wanted to touch on them, uh, what I uncovered, just uh, handicapping uh, them, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. Uh, but um, before we get into that, um, this is this has been one of my most profitable weeks in college and pro football in my career, over 10 seasons. In college, I've gone 58-35 and 35 against the spread, which equates to 62.3% winners, and in the NFL, I've gone... 35 and 17 against the spread equating to 67% winners actually probably a little bit better than that because I know there were some money line dogs in there uh, and, and you can grab that trend over at my website uh, you know obviously everything's archived uh, you know and games released just minutes after the game starts I've been doing that for years so you know everything's pretty legit and um, yeah I got a promo package up uh, since this is my most profitable week in my history of doing this uh, guaranteed profit for college and NFL or two weeks are free. So head on over to freddywills.com to grab that promotion. Uh, I've sent out my premium newsletter pick, but uh, if you subscribe, you'll still get it before Saturday's games. The The premium newsletter play starts at 12 p.m. So uh... third year of this premium newsletter, 30% return on investment, 60% against the spread, one email once per week. Subscribe at freddywills.com. So let's start backwards here. I'm going to start with the Washington State versus Houston. And, uh, you know, Houston here, I feel getting a little disrespected. Uh, you know, the lines jumped three points, and uh, I'm kind of waiting for a 10 to come out. It's probably going to be a play. You know, uh, it looks like 63% of the money is on Washington State, which is probably why this line's jumped quite a bit. However, I'm not, you know, I, I don't really see it. Washington State really hasn't played anyone yet. And, uh, you know, Houston's gone 4-2 and two the last three years against the Power Five, with their only losses coming to in-state Texas Tech by 3 and 14 points. So even when they're losing games, they're, they're right there. Uh, the American Athletic Conference is 5-2 and two versus the Pac-12. And that includes Houston defeating Arizona the last two seasons by 27 points at home and three points on the road. Washington State opened it up against two weak opponents and have looked great offensively. It just looks like they can, you know, obviously plug in any quarterback they want into the system. Anthony Gordon, nine passing touchdowns to one interception, which which came against the likes of New Mexico State and Northern Colorado. You know, I think Houston's a bit under the radar here. They shut down their offense in the second half against Prairie View A&M last week. Uh, and, of course, they opened up against Oklahoma in week one. And, look, they still put up 31 points in that game. 
it's like everyone forgot about Derrick King and this offense. And I think Washington State is going to have problems tonight with this offense. Houston ranked top 25 in rushing yards per carry and quarterback rating last year. Washington State did not face a single team last year that had a top 50 rushing and passing attack. And they did not face a single team with a top 25 offense in either category last year. In fact, the last time they did face a team like this on the road was Arizona in 2017, uh, you know, which was when Khalil Tate was taking over college football. Arizona beat Washington State 58-37. to you know, Washington State won 11 games last year. I get that. Very impressive. I feel like they're getting far too much credit. And the Pac-12, to be honest, isn't isn't very good. We've already seen it early in the season. And, uh, you know, winning 11 games is great accomplishment. But the Pac-12 is, I mean, I don't think the American Athletic Conference is far off at this point. Washington State has struggled at home against bad offenses stopping the run uh so they've been home two games and they've struggled stopping the run they gave up 200 yards over 200 yards 216 yards and two touchdowns to northern colorado last week northern colorado could not get the running game going against san jose state in week one which held them to 2.68 yards per carry and 110 yards so um you know i know there's a lot of other factors that go into that i'm not blind to that obviously washington state was up big so you know was the defense really trying i, I either way there's things to be fixed on the defensive side of the ball for Washington state and going on the road, playing this type of offense. Uh, you know, they tend to struggle with mobile quarterbacks and Washington state. The last time they faced one was last year. And, and, and really this guy's not that much of a mobile quarterback, uh, not even close to King's capabilities uh, was Utah's quarterback uh, Huntley who, who rushed for 88 yards. And although Utah lost that game up at Washington state, 24 to 28, they should have won. Uh, so I think Washington State has trouble here, and if if they go, if they do get a big lead early on the road, the back door should be wide open for Houston. Houston always plays well when they step up in competition, and um, you know obviously to be mentioned Dana Holgerson, the head coach at Houston, who I'm not a huge fan of, uh, but he did coach and play under Mike Leach, the Texas Tech coach. So I, I'm not saying Washington State's not gonna you know try to win with margin because of that, but uh, you know, the fact that they are friendly uh, does have some type of an impact. You have to think that way. Uh, the next game, Kansas versus Boston College. And, and I released a, a little video earlier on Twitter at Freddie Wills and uh, on Instagram, now on Instagram as of this week. So you can follow me on Instagram at, uh, and I linked this in the show notes, NCAA football picks, NCAAF picks uh, is my handle on Instagram. And it's linked on my website as well. Uh, so Kansas going to Boston College. Uh, you know, this line, again, I two-point line move from 18.5 open to 20.5 in favor of Boston College. Kansas, obviously, you know, losing losing last week at home to Coastal Carolina. Uh, so you're always going to get an inflated number when, when you see that type of thing happen. And, you know, 77% of the money's on Boston College here. Uh, you know, I tend to not agree with – with with that uh, for reasons, but the, there are several reasons why I just couldn't back Kansas here. Uh, for one, uh, here, here let me go back a little bit to to kind of give you guys an idea on, on why I would have leaned to Kansas. For one, their defense has been actually pretty good, uh, actually been better than uh, Boston College's defense, which struggled against Richmond, giving up 215 yards rushing. And uh, one thing Kansas does have is a running back in Puka Williams. 
uh, you know, returned last game, was a little rusty, had 99 yards rushing. Um, but in a game where, you know, both these teams are going to run the ball, both of, both of them, Boston College runs 63% of the time, Kansas 64% of the time. Uh, you're going to have, you know, a slower tempo. The game's going to go quicker. And so 20 points, this this never got to 21, 21 and a half. I probably would have played Kansas. Uh, you know, I mean, 58 plays is what Kansas averages. That's that's at the bottom of the league. Uh, the reason why I didn't bet this, uh, to be honest, is um, Kansas benefited last year. They were in a lot of games, but they benefited from being top 10 nationally in turnover margin. We've already seen that go the other way in their first two games. And then Kansas also has some depth issues, which can be cause of concern on a short week, uh, you know, going flying 1,500 miles up to play uh, at Boston College. And, um, you know, Boston College has already forced seven turnovers. Uh, so those things very much worry me. Kansas's defense also switched to a 3-4, so that's going to take some time. And, um, you know, Boston College has they, – they definitely have experience on the offensive and with their quarterback, who's getting better, and uh, they're running back to stud A.J. Dillon. So, for me, it was just a pass, but, uh, you know, I was very much leaning on the Kansas side. Uh, North Carolina Wake, you know, I've, I've talked about this North Carolina team a bunch. Um, I, I have to be kicking myself because in my, my podcast before the season, I was saying how, you know, North Carolina was going to have value as a dog uh, with Mac Brown. Uh, but, anyways, we didn't back them and 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 now this is their third game in 13 days i think this is a tough spot uh there are they're without their starting center which is going to be tough uh on the road with a true freshman uh they have they're missing their top cornerback as well in this game um i i don't know what i trust in wake's uh defense to be honest and and uh i actually leaned on the total but the total's already moved three points unless it comes down i'm gonna look to bet this one live uh kind of get a feel for the game and and um you know if you see north carolina coming out uh and this total gets low enough i could see a lot of points being scored in the second half like we do in a lot of these games especially with these types of offenses uh so you know pass there as well though i initially leaned north carolina i actually then like the Wake Forest side even, uh, but, um, you know, anytime you go back and forth, you don't have to bet every game. Uh, and, and, you know, we very much might not have any action going tonight. So uh, definitely an interesting night that it's going to be uh, with these three games. I, I would say the, uh, the card's pretty decent with power five, two power five matchups uh, and a Houston team, uh, you know, who may feel a little disrespected. They're the only team that's not a power five on here. So I'll be interesting to see what happens. All right. So on to Saturdays need to know, uh, again, uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I mean, we've been off to a, a terrible start in college football four and four last week. I, you know, I do feel like we've had bad luck on our play of the days. You can go back to the website and look if you're interested, but we definitely have had, poor luck on those and it could be a totally different season if, if those games won uh definitely feeling good about my play of the day this week it's actually a five percent play the last two weeks have been four percent plays so i'm definitely feeling good about that game and um we're gonna touch on clemson versus syracuse so uh first of all let me see where you know that line is and all that good stuff. So we get 78% of the tickets, 62% of the money coming in on Clemson. Uh, actually, that's the total. I apologize. Let me 
Let me switch this back to the spread. Uh, so yeah, 59% of the money, 65, 65% of the money, 59% of the tickets um, on Clemson to be expected. This line's jumped two points to minus 28. Uh, you know, Syracuse obviously has played Clemson very tough the last two seasons. Uh, they've definitely benefited from knocking their quarterbacks out in both both games the last two years. Clemson really hasn't played well, uh, which uh, and obviously Syracuse coming off that blow off blowout loss last week against Maryland. Uh, obviously a pass to me. I didn't even look at this game from you know being wanting to bet it, uh, but definitely looked at it and I'll, I'll pay attention a little bit. But I, I think this is, I honestly think Clemson gets a win with margin here. Obviously they know they have to take Syracuse seriously based on the last two seasons. I mean, they lost to Syracuse in 2017 and they only beat them by four last year. So they know they have to take them seriously. Uh, Clemson's also not played well so far this season. Uh, Their quarterback, the all world quarterback. And and I agree that he is the best quarterback in the nation. And, um, you know, obviously we backed Clemson in the playoff last year and and they, they cashed for us a bunch of times. So uh, I think he might be tired. This team might be tired of hearing all the other names being mentioned. Trevor Lawrence isn't being mentioned anymore in the Heisman, although he's still uh, pretty good odds there. Uh, you know, he hasn't had a great start to the season. I think this is this is his opportunity to put a statement in. Uh, you know, seventh grade game. I believe this game. I believe this game is on. Uh, you know, ESPN or. Let me see. Yeah, it's on ABC, so uh, I think he's going to have a statement game here, and I, I would not be shocked to see Clemson win going away by 30-plus. So I wanted to touch on that game because I know uh, some may be looking at that game and saying, oh, well, Syracuse, I mean, they kept it close the last two. I mean, last week may, may change your mind on that, but um, so, yeah. Uh, the next game, Temple versus Maryland. This is an interesting one that I – man – I like, I tell you, I really want to fade Maryland again, but I can't do it for a third week in a row. Uh, they're getting 66% of the tickets, 48, only 52% of the money though. So there is, there is some, some people buying on Temple. Uh, look, we don't really know too much about Temple. Uh, Temple dominated this game a season ago as a 16-point dog. Came came into this game off of a bye, uh, and they played an FCS foe in week one. So we don't know a ton about Temple. Uh, I know they did lose two NFL guys on the defensive side of the ball, but they still have um, very good talent there. You know, um, they outgained Maryland 429 to 195 last year in this game while dominating time of possession, 36 minutes to 24. Revenge could be on the mind of Maryland players, but, you know, with Penn State on deck and everyone giving them a ton of credit for upsetting overrated Syracuse team last week, you know, I think this line is a little bit inflated, and when it got to, I think it got to eight earlier in the seat, early in the week. Um, I was definitely, you know, I just didn't jump on it, and uh, obviously my hesitation is uh, rightfully so since I I went against Maryland the last two weeks. I, I'm not playing them this week, and and watch they'll probably, uh, they'll probably lose the game outright. So yeah, this line got to eight. Um, a few days ago and and then immediate buyback went back down to seven. We even saw six again before uh, it going back up to seven. Uh, There's one seven and a half sitting out there at Bovada, the square shop of the mall. 
So for me, the biggest key for this game is if Temple's offensive line can show up. I think they can. Uh, you know, look, they ranked 15th in sack percentage allowed last year. And, and and when given time, Anthony Ruzzo, the quarterback, has been very good. And, uh, you know, Maryland has relied heavily on getting to the quarterback in the first two games, turning, uh, forcing turnovers, uh, but also showed a lot of vulnerabilities in the secondary at times. Uh, Temple, their offensive line, has five returning starters uh, with experience, totaling 85 starts. You know, I, I think Temple has the guys on both sides of the line to get, give Maryland issues. But you can't just look at what they did last year. There's a lot of different things here. Uh, Maryland has a, a quarterback that can actually throw the ball on Josh Jack, Jackson. Uh, and when you look at Temple here, uh, new coaching staff, even though I like Rod Carey and his group, I mean, brought his, all, his entire staff over uh, to a Temple team that kind of shared the same type of mentality that they had at Northern Illinois. So I like that hire and everything. And, you know, I think Temple will have a good season. But uh, I, I just don't know. Uh, if I want to get in front of Maryland again. Uh, so it's a pass for me. Next game on this list, uh, Stanford at UCF. Uh, worth noting, Stanford, 19-9 and one against the spread since 2008 as a dog. Uh, <laughs> I lean Stanford here. Uh, wanted to play them. It's a pass for me because, I mean, this is just an awful scheduling spot. They have Oregon next. Um, I mean, we're getting 84% of the money, 82% of the tickets at on UCF. I, I might eventually have to play this game. I know K.J. Costello, uh, I believe he's probable now, the quarterback from Stanford. They've got injuries on the offensive line, though, which isn't good. And uh, the defense did not look good at all last week against USC. Uh Central Florida, though, I mean, they're finally getting respect here at home against a Power 5 opponent, and, and they're over a touchdown favorite. They better cover this game. I don't know that they do. I, I would heavily lean towards Stanford. I just could not make it a play this week. Uh, you may want to use them even in a teaser, uh, although uh, I'd be careful there because uh, as fast as Central Florida goes, that they could easily cover plus seven. So, uh you know, they could cover a 16 point spread, which is what it would be for them to cover this on a teaser since this line is uh, nine points now. So, a pass for me, I just wanted to kind of give you guys a heads up on why. Uh, Alabama at South Carolina. Uh, this is this is an interesting game to me because, uh, you know, obviously 25 points, and I'll have to check to see if it moved since my last notes. No, it's still sitting at 25 and a half. Alabama getting 84% of the money, and this this thing hasn't moved a, an inch. Um, you know, Nick Saban really good at covering these these spreads in this range. I think he's like 24 and eight against the spread when the, when the line is like 20 to 30 points or something like that. Uh, I think I heard a, a stat like that out there this week, and I know in recent years he's really dominated in the SEC, going on the road, covering ridiculous spreads. I mean, let's just look at last year. At Mississippi, 22-point favorite, they win 62-7. to At Arkansas, 35-point favorite, they win 65-31. to At Tennessee, 29-point favorite, they win 58-21. to At LSU, 14-point favorite, on the road, 29 to nothing victory. Year before, uh, we saw Vanderbilt, minus 18, 59 to nothing win. Um, Texas A&M, they didn't cover as a 25-point favorite. 
so, but I mean, I mean, this team is winning on the road with margin, uh, but these lines are getting ridiculous. Uh, South Carolina, though, has not had a good start to the season. They're starting a true freshman quarterback. Um, I, like many, would probably lean towards the big dog. That's just my – it's, like, engraved in my brain, but I'm trying to get away from that because as this game has changed in most recent years with uh, more plays, scoring is up, it's, you know, it's much easier to cover the bigger spreads. So you really have to adapt in this this market. And, uh, you know, that's that's what I'm looking to do. So those are those are the games uh, I just wanted to touch on. Um, so some other key trends to keep in mind: Army going against Texas San Antonio this week. Uh, after you know they should have beaten Michigan last week. Uh, you always want to back these service academies as dogs, double-digit dogs especially, and uh, fade them as double-digit favorites because listen, there's limited possessions. They slow the game down. They hold on to the ball forever. They don't score on big plays. They're methodical down the drive, uh, down the field, uh, so it's very hard for them to cover these games. In fact, they're 14 and 30 against the spread lay- when they're laying double digits. Uh, Texas San Antonio, well, what do you need to do to stop Army? You have to be very good in the trenches. You got to be able to create negative plays to get off the field. And uh, Texas San Antonio is pretty good in stuff rate, uh, so uh, I think they're home for this game. And a 17-and-a-half-point dog, uh, I might be throwing a little cash on them. Uh, so we'll have to see. But I, I wanted to mention that game as well. Uh, Florida-Kentucky, worth mentioning, is uh, Kentucky's quarterback, Terry Wilson, gone for the season. Uh, the Troy transfer, Sawyer Smith, uh, comes in. Uh, you know, I was leaning towards the under in that game uh, originally, but without Terry Wilson – um, I think I'm staying away from what is already a low total because, I mean, Sawyer Smith has the bigger arm. He's not as mobile, uh, but he has the bigger arm, more explosive. Uh, you know, I'm just going to pass on that game altogether, probably watch it and learn something. Let's go down the list, some of the other uh, interesting moves. 36% of the tickets, but 67% of the money on Eastern Michigan moving the line from plus eight to plus seven against Illinois. Um, Illinois back at home. I really, I really don't, you know, I, I know Eastern Michigan has been great as a dog the last few years. Uh, we faded them week one. I don't think they should have covered uh, at coastal Carolina. It was a misleading final. Um, I don't know. I just don't think I could. Uh, Illinois, you know, looking better, although they didn't cover at UConn last week. Um, I think that could be part of why they're not getting the love this week. Some other interesting line moves. Let's see. Florida Atlantic at Ball State. Um, I looked at Florida Atlantic. I wanted to back them because I don't think the MAC is any good. In fact, the MAC conference went 1-10 against the spread last week. Uh, and Florida Atlantic, I mean, a huge game for them last week. I don't really know what the morale on this team is. They obviously have more talent than Ball State, let's be honest. Um, uh, but uh, where's Florida Atlantic go here? They were at home playing UCF last week, uh, their biggest game, and uh, they just got trucked. So you wonder if they're just like, well, the season's over. Um, I don't know if I trust Lane Kiffin. Uh, so that's why that was a pass. Uh, and it looks like Ball State's getting some sharp action. So. Uh, very interesting there.
mention that game. This is wild, too. Oklahoma State getting 81% of the money against Tulsa, uh, and that line's only moved a half point from 13.5 to 14. And uh, Oklahoma State's 2 and I think Tulsa's 2-0 and against the spread. So uh, that's also another interesting trend here. Uh, 2-0 and against the spread teams, and this is from my buddy at Kyler Hunter uh, Sports Picks. Uh, you can find him on Twitter. Very Talk to him all the time. Very good at totals. And, uh, yeah, 2-0 and against the spread versus 0-2 against the spread teams since 2013. The dog is 20-12 and 1 against the spread. So if you if you back a team that's 0-2 against the spread against a team that's 2-0 and against the spread in Week 3, uh, since 2013, this is a small sample size. I have to go back and look at this more. Um, they're 20-12 and 12 and 1 against the spread when you're backing the dog. Those teams this week – Arizona, Texas State, and Florida, Florida State, all 0-2 against the spread, uh, facing 2-0 and against the spread teams. So uh, that's my buddy Kyle Hunter uh, gave me that one this week. Uh, I thought that one was very interesting. What other moves here? Nothing else that really – it's kind of a – not as exciting card this week, I'll be honest with you. Um, now I'm excited for the Iowa Iowa State game where game day is going to be. Um, I'm excited for TCU. It's got my future future bet. Uh, a little luck there. Um, a four point line move because of the quarterback Sindelar. Sindelar. I think we're going to learn a ton about both teams this week. Uh, TCU. Uh, look, uh, we'll see what, what they have. Uh, you know, I bet them over their seven and a half win total. We had even odds on that. Um, that's the only season total I played. Uh, I feel really good about that. Uh, not going to back them here cause I already am invested in their season win total. Uh, so this is, this was a game on their, uh, schedule, which was kind of a coin toss game. I mean, they were, they opened up as two point dogs and, and now they're two point favorites. So, um, if they get this, we'll we'll be in very good shape the rest of the way. <laughs> How about this? Uh, speaking of the two and zero versus zero and two against the spread teams, Virginia two and zero against the spread play in Florida State, um, and and I do have a play on this. Seventy eight percent of the money, eighty three percent of the tickets on Virginia, uh, seven and a half point favorite. That line hasn't moved at all. You'd think with that much money. Uh, and a good amount of bets here uh, that that line would have moved. So very interesting. And that's pretty. That's pretty much it. There, there's, there's really not a lot of good games this week, unfortunately. So, uh, and and of course this is the weekend. I have nothing going on this Saturday uh, with the family, so I get to just watch a ton of football. Hopefully, learn a ton about teams and be able to take advantage of it later in the season. Uh, Thanks again for listening, guys. And uh, remember, subscribe to Freddie's Premium Sports Picks Newsletter, free at freddywills.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Freddie Wills College Football Betting Podcast. 
If you are still listening to this podcast, you are really into college football betting. And if you are really into college football betting, you should consider following my premium plays, especially my play of the days, which have hit roughly 60% against the spread over my 10-year career. If you aren't into paying for picks, that's totally fine. There are many reasons why I wouldn't even want you to, especially if you don't have the bankroll. In that case, you may want to consider visiting sportsbetcapping.com for free picks from over 70 handicapping experts. That's sportsbetcapping.com for access to free picks on all major sports. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. And as a reminder, please leave five-star reviews on iTunes and take advantage of my premium pick newsletter absolutely free at freddywills.com.